everyone, welcome to another episode of Graveyard <laughs> Smash. Why? <laughs> I do a normal That's, voice. You were talking this like is... a normal person two seconds ago. No, this is how I always talk, Elise. So, welcome to another Graveyard Smash. We're going to be doing the movie <laughs> Halloween from 1978. I said Halloween different than I usually would, but that's just for the people <laughs> on the other end. And we're going to give away the end of this movie and all kinds of spoilers. So if you've mm-hmm. not watched this movie, you should definitely see this movie. I don't know why you would be listening to this podcast if you've never right, watched you this movie. Have, like, you probably have shitty taste. I'm yeah. just going to say it. Yeah. And we're joined by a special guest, a uh, returning guest. You can introduce, you can introduce yourself. yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Sunny. <laughs> I'm Danny O'Dwyer, professor werewolf. And I'm Elise O'Dwyer. And me and Sonny are really excited to talk about this movie. I'm excited yes, too. Yeah. I enjoy this film thoroughly. Yeah, I kind of got offended thinking that people haven't watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's upsetting. Like, you should be upset with that. Like, so, the movie begins with a credit sequence. I love the opening credit sequence. It's very good. It's simple. It's just like the credits and there's like a, a jack-o'-lantern. Well, he was saying too that... Uh, John Carpenter was saying that he originally wanted to do some kind of tracking shot down the street and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, he, like, and, scrapped, yeah and he scrapped it and just did like the shot of the jack-o'-lantern, which I'm looking at right now because Sonny did a replica of the Halloween jack-o'-lantern. I did. At our pumpkin carving party last week, and I'm mesmerized by it. <laughs> Dude, we should for like um, we should put like on our Facebook page. We should put my wiener in its mouth. And we should take a picture. That's a great idea. <laughs> you post that shit on Facebook, you know. We should blow out the candles first. <laughs> no, 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 that won't work. Then. It won't be funny. Yeah. So uh, it looks it. It does look like a pumpkin you would carve after getting impatient about carving a pumpkin. It's a very yeah. simple pumpkin. Yeah. yeah, pumpkins used to be more simple. Like yeah. nowadays, everyone like you could print a pattern off the internet yes. and like carve something. Indeed, or, I did a Michael Myers pumpkin. Exactly. Yeah. Before you had to like come up with that shit on your own, and be like, "How do I make a Michael Myers pumpkin?" <laughs> yeah. So you have to have like a steady hand and some talent. Right, exactly. Or you could just be me and like poke little holes in a picture now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it uh, opens up. It's Haddonfield, Illinois. Uh, not a real place. Uh, we're Illinois residents. I can vouch for that. Yeah, it was actually um, Deborah Hill's hometown in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Oh, that it was named That's after. That's where they got the yeah. town from. There used to be a screeching weasel hoodie that had like fake Towns from horror movies on it and had Crystal Illinois. Lake. And, yeah, Crystal okay. Lake. Yeah, Gatlin or Gallatin or whatever from Children of the Corn. Um, so it's 1963. It's Halloween in 1963. Um, it's actually, well, we'll talk about that more later, I guess, but it's three weeks before JFK got killed. Not what your country can do for you. I feel like that's purposeful. Yeah. Like the date choice. It's certainly a big changing point for America and, like, you know, violence and stuff. And I don't know if you've ever seen the unedited Zap Breeder film where, like, Jack oh, yeah. assassinated. Like, his brains get blown out. Like, yeah. It's, no, you can see his brains. Yeah. He's our, <laughs> he's our handsomest non-black president. And well, fucking... it's this shocking act of violence that people are horrified by. Um, I mean, Michael's... What Michael does at the beginning of this movie... Yeah, why is it that year? Other, I mean, it's something that's hung. It hung over American culture. I mean, some like, of it might have just been like it's like just a, the timing for the the age timing of for like they wanted Michael Myers to be X age in nineteen seventy. Yeah, but 
It seems so, you know, it's definitely, like, you know, when I remember in the one film class I took, well, I took two in college, one was bad, but the one that was good, it's <laughs> like, you know, in a masterpiece, there are no accidents, so you're just, like, anything that happens, you try to rationalize it, you just Yeah, seem, you like, just put meaning on everything, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Which is kind of a fun way, a fun lens yeah. to do stuff through. And well, so, I do want to go back, though, before we start the okay. procession, and say that... At the time, um, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were together romantically. So yes. this was like they birthed this movie. Yeah, pretty amazing. It's their yeah. baby. And then the with his next wife, Adrian Barbeau, they birthed The Fog, which you were also on for. <laughs> I love the Deborah Fog. Hill was part of The Fog too. Though. Yes, she right. was. But he wasn't she married was to her. No, he was married to Adrian Barbeau and her big bosoms <laughs> and her deep smoky voice. Yeah, dude. So we are introduced to Michael Myers' sister. She is babysitting, and her boyfriend's over. And uh, I think I think she looks a little more seventies than sixties. Like it, it is early sixties, but I'd say yeah. they go upstairs, you know. To... You know? <laughs> huh? And there's and there's a perspective shot tracking around the house, yeah, watching is, them through windows. It's one of the and real stuff. signature things of this movie. Yeah, it's a very long. I like are, like you guys were looking more into like the cred, like I kind of had you guys do a lot more of the research. Was yeah. it like completely uncut? Like yeah, well, there were cuts. Like when yeah. he picks up the mask, okay, I, I didn't notice um, any. There's the panagline film, for yeah. to, to make it kind of an unsteady kind of procession. Sure, yeah, so it would feel like walk. Well, and up the, the stairs. The steady cam was a new invention at the time. Yeah, and that's what you know made that technology made this possible. And they had a very low budget, so they were moving the only lights they had. Yeah, no, I remember while they were getting the shot. Yeah, I have seen the audio commentary on it, but like a long time ago, yeah. actually. But yeah, I remember them talking about that. Well, and the house looked like the way it does in the rest of the movie, which is dilapidated. Yeah, so, they bought they used the house first as a you know like a shithole and yeah. then they fixed it up to make it look for the first scene where it's like a lived in house and yeah. the first scene was the last shot mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that and they only like so the rest of the house is still a shithole they only did like okay we did wallpaper because from this angle you can only see this part of this room so oh, we only really like cool. yeah, put and, one little table here and put like drapes up here to make it look like a actual home but yeah. yeah and as the they're gliding the camera up the stick well there's someone walking the camera up the stairs the walls were still wet with paint because they had just really? painted like hours earlier so it, they really just last minute kind of fixed up the house yes. it looks like a nice house mm-hmm. like but it's, it's not <laughs> movie magic guys movie magic. Looks- also like i don't know if you guys knew this no one actually dies in this movie they're just actors Oh yeah, movie magic and movie magic again. <laughs> yeah, so then very we, realistic deaths. So. Um, yeah, so uh, Michael Myers, uh, this long tracking shot is Michael Myers putting on a, a mask. He goes upstairs. There's and, something really creepy too about a little kid by himself. Like, and it's not revealed to the audience yet that it's a little kid, but everybody knows that the killer this movie is Michael Myers. So. Um, Walking around the house and watching through the windows, and like there's yeah. something really unsettling to imagine, like a six year old outside like, by himself. It is watching. a long yeah. tracking shot, but you have to figure too. Her sister went upstairs to have sex with her boyfriend. It was very quick. It was very quick. Very, very but quick. you see his sister, and it's like, well, yeah, because she's pretty hot, you know. Like, <laughs> I always felt like maybe she just like gave him a handy or something. Yeah, you know, maybe exactly. she's, very fast. She had all her clothes off though, so I don't yeah, know. Maybe, no, 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 she's wearing underwear. So yeah, maybe it was just like a. No, it was probably like a two pump. Like she just got it in there real quick. He's like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> but then he's like, I gotta go. Yeah. yeah. 
Putting oh, his shirt down on the way. <laughs> yeah, so... He, and she's like, will you call me? And he's like, sure. But he's not going to call No. Me. Well, because she's Mostly fucking dead. she's dead, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> then we... Uh, yeah, Michael Myers stabs the fuck out of her. Yeah, she's brushing her hair and her panties, like you do. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean... yeah. <laughs> Don't you sing in your mirror and like, oh, yeah, brush and your hair? Your, your, well, let me paint a metal pants. picture. Like, <laughs> no, but so... Yeah, and he stabs her. He goes outside. Well, let's first. He grabs a knife from the kitchen. Yeah, he puts actually Deborah Hill's hand grabbing the knife and doing the stabbing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he puts on the little clown mask. Yeah, on his way up. Do you think like that ties to the insane clown posse at all? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) No, it's probably the genesis of the ICP. So uh, yeah, and then. so no, because Juggalos definitely like the remake better than this movie. Oh, <laughs> so, stabs him, then he goes outside. His parents come pull up like, Michael! And they pull his mask off. Yeah, and I then, could say that is like the poorest acting in the whole movie. They yeah. don't really seem surprised by shit. They just are looking it, at him, I'm like, where did they pull these people It's from? a weird, very like, wooden shot because they want that like, Kind of long pull out, I guess. And it does work, but then when you really, when you watch it enough times as I do, um, you start to realize how (laughs) shitty that parent's acting was. Yeah. No, it's something you see more in older movies. Like, especially, like, this is like a lower budget movie. Like, sometimes if you watch, like, like really A list movies from, like, the 50s or 60s, like, or before that, even more and more, it's like you get, like, for, like, parts that are in major parts, it's, like, incompetent acting. Like, yeah, like people who are—it's like, what the fuck is this person even doing? Like here? in Wayne's World too. Well, that's why one of my—that's one of the only really good jokes in Wayne's World too. Is Wayne's Wayne, World too has some good jokes. It has some, but it's like the one that I, I quote a lot. Do we have to put up with this? I mean, you know, can't we get a better actor? I know it's a small part, but I think we can do better than this. They bring in Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> one that's of, really good. Yes. So then we cut ahead. It's October of 1978. Yeah, and uh, they're they're transferring a patient from a mental institution in the middle of the night. Yeah, the perfect time during a storm blackout. Yeah, it's storming. It's this nurse and this nurse in a goddamn cape. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) I was like, oh, I love this. She's got like a real nurse outfit. Yeah, with a little paper hat. That's back in the day. Yeah, Yeah. you wore your hat then. Well, I think that's. I mean, it's been pointed out before by other people, but like, I think that's part of like you know. It, it, like nurses have put on more weight since then because you didn't have to wear like heels to work, and, like, <laughs> you know, like a skirt. Like you, now they just wear scrubs, which is. I'm like, sure there were heavy nurses back then. Too. No, no, I'd say every sure, profession has put on more weight since then. Right. No, <laughs> Although I, I do mean, have to say, scrubs, you don't realize how much weight. Yeah, you're that's that's they, true. Okay, yeah. they make a joke in Citizen Kane about he's like, yeah, they used to say all the nurses are hot, you know, but it's like. Yeah, this movie is like, you know, he's like talking about how that's not always true. And that's yeah. like in the, you know, 1940s. 40s, yeah. So. Moving right along. The nurse is smoking. I also wrote that down. I like to pay attention to And she to had like smoking. a weird, um, like a matchbox from like some weird red, red rabbit, rabbit lounge. The red, yeah. I'm assuming the red, that's a uh, The red, uh, red, red in, the rabbit in red. Rabbit in red, yeah. yeah. I think that's good. I like that in movies. It's like, I always do that. I pick up matchbooks from places, so if I ever get killed, I'll be like, well, let's go to the Best Western, or, you know. <laughs> go ask if anyone saw him you know, there. Go to the cat. You see him, it'll be the bartender, like a Law & Order. He's like, oh. I see a lot of things. Oh, him? Yeah, I saw him. <laughs> yeah, these people who get interrogated, like, not interrogated, but questioned on Law & Order, 
never stop doing their menial job while they're answering questions. <laughs> yeah, they're too busy. They're always going through the motions of, like, packing boxes yeah. and shit <laughs> on their loading dock. So the nurse, she's a big dummy. She's like, oh, they just let the, you know, the crazies wander around the field. And I had to point out here, there's a, yeah, they, they noticed that. The I do patient, have to say, she was compassionate. She was, because he. He was very, she's very he concerned kept calling about keeping someone on Thorazine. Donald Pleasant's unhinged character is referring to Michael Myers as it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Donald Pleasant is a big part of what makes this movie, especially even more so like the other movies where he brings a bit of class to like oh, Halloween yeah. part four and five and yeah. stuff. But it does change his performance a little when you know, because he's like a big alcoholic, I guess. He's a bad drunk. Wait, in real life? Yeah, in real life. He was. Yeah, he's dead now. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But he was like a horrible drunk, yeah. And then you kind of, I think, see little hints of it in his character at times. Oh, yeah. I'd like to, I I think it informs my viewing of his performance. Well, dude, if all you did all day was hang out with fucking Michael Myers, like, what else are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, so I just say there's a lightning strike here with, like, obviously the score, which this movie really works because of, not, not just only because of the score, but it's definitely oh, elevated, yeah. like, yeah. immeasurably. But there's, like, a lightning strike where you see all the mental patients in their gowns. Just in the wandering. Field. That's a very creepy image. Oh, it's yeah. very, very, very simple. Dead, like, yeah, uh, but again, and it's like, if that movie... Like, the subtlety of this movie is what makes it work, you know? Right, but wouldn't it be better if we, in excruciating detail, spell out Michael Myers' backstory? Right. <laughs> That's, we're talking about the remake. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. No, it's the it's like, you know, Sonny and I listened to the commentary on this, and, and yeah, like you said, you have before... John Carpenter says a lot. Like, this is a very simple movie, and that's what makes it work. Yeah. And I think that it's shots like that where, yeah, like, it would be creepier if, I guess, if we theory, knew why they're out. Right. Or the crazies are running, but it, charging the car. But it would also take away from, like, the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's, it's just a great, it's simple like, it image. It builds on it more. It's yeah. also, it's like, why it works better than Michael Myers. Just some dude... Instead of some dude who's built like someone who played middle linebacker, right? For the Buffalo Bills and the steroid era, yeah. Like you know, it's it's more intimidating in how like sort of more mundane it is, yeah. But it also just builds on everything. Yeah, Donald Pleasant's Doctor Loomis, who's yes. named after the character from Psycho. It's the lover of Janet Lee, Lee's character, which is significant. And Janet Lee yeah. is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's uh, the main character? Most Strong. of the characters' names are actually related to people that John Carpenter was either pl- like giving an ode to, oh, yeah. or people that like Michael Myers was a film distributor was who helped him out a lot with, for like, his assault. previous right. movie. Yeah, so, like, we talked about a little bit when we did Scream with Lewis that, that like a lot of the names in that are references to this, which are references to, to like Psycho. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. It's um, kind of like how Cracked did a parody of Scary Movie, and it's like Scary Movie is a parody of Scream, which is a reference to. It just goes on and on a line. It's like that Land O'Lakes Indian holding butter with a picture of herself on the back. <laughs> right. and so on and so forth. Yeah, right on. It's just like that. Um. <laughs> get, get the line here. So it turns out this guy, Michael Myers, he's a bad dude. 
Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I spent my first years trying to get him out of here. Then I'm like, you better stay in mental health. Then he house. tried to keep him locked up forever. Right. Yeah. And this is actually when Dr. Loomis is describing him. He is actually, this is actually John Carpenter's actual, like, what he saw. He was in, oh, um, yeah. he was a student who was doing, um like, a day at a psych ward. And he saw a, a boy who had you know just very dark eyes just looked like the epitome of evil and he used that dialogue was his direct experience from that mental hospital yeah like the vacant eyes and staring at a wall not seeing the wall yeah 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 and so michael myers gets out he he jacks their car yeah because dr loomis gets out of the car to go to the gate to see what's happening what's going on here the best part though is if you there um michael myers is on top of the car and if you look when he's grabbing his hand to break the window you can see that he has like a metal tool in his hand to like crack oh does he have it between his fingers no it's actually like taped to his palm yeah oh i've never Um, seen it yeah, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah, because he shatters the window. The, this with whole his movie hand. was filmed in in very like low budget way, and it, it like it just makes so this movie so much better. Well, yeah, because like the budget ended up being like I think three hundred twenty five thousand yeah. twenty five thousand being for uh, actor, Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance, and I feel like sorry to get off track again, but I feel like if they had had financing for this movie. We wouldn't be talking about it now. Do you know what I mean? No. Like I feel like almost they used what they he, had, and they he used wouldn't it have well. ended up with final or with final cut with creative control. Well, yeah, no, I, I say something about they like, would have had a different score because he did it to save money. You know, well, like, right? No, it's the same thing. Like Night of Living Dead's in black and white because yeah. it costs too much to shoot in color, and yeah. it's like part of what makes that movie good. Yeah. Well, and it's like Jaws, the shark didn't work. Right. So you don't see it almost the whole movie. But it that makes movie, it scarier. That movie wouldn't be a classic. Mm-mm. Right. You know, like... No, it would so be it's like a half- The accident, yeah. Yeah, the shark, shark would have looked like shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, Donald Pleasant says the lion here, the it evil, the evil is gone. He's gone. He's gone from here. The evil is gone. He's gone. He's gone from here. The evil is gone. It's just that amazing. Yeah, that's, that's where like you're like, yeah, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> this, he's yelling about evil in the middle of a thunderstorm. Wow, this lady rolled down a hill in her cape. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but it is definitely more of a progression of his character throughout the series. He becomes even more like that as the movies go on. Yeah. Like in this movie, like it's like it's especially later, contained. he's like he's like we don't want to create a panic. He's yeah. like, don't don't announce it on the radio. Michael Myers is loose. Then he's getting like then a like, squad together. Yeah, in the, the fourth, in the movie, fifth, the fifth, movie. fifth movie, right? He's like, like there's like a bunch of drunken <laughs> yahoos, and he's like, go out there and find him. Yeah, they like shooting random people. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So uh, then we're introduced to Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, and here we have. Uh, there's a shot which is the kind of shot I love in this movie, actually. So I was really glad to hear this. Where it just shows an empty street in Haddonfield. It says Haddonfield, Illinois, and then it fades and says Halloween. And there's like a couple of fake leaves that fall yeah. down. They don't look fake, but and John Carpenter said that's his favorite shot in the whole movie. And I love those like 
atmospheric yeah halloween kind of fall setting the mood yeah, yeah. yeah which is amazing shots. because it's filmed in pasadena in well it's like April, me, so. yeah it wasn't until it was pointed out it's like yeah this movie is in california like well all the, the trees, trees are fully lush but yeah you, don't you can see it. the occasional like, palm tree where you're like yeah but your mind you, just shuts it out yeah well they because they, they threw so many fake leaves yeah they literally bought paper leaves they painted them brown yeah. and scattered them across the lawn well, and then collected them for other shot. scenes because the budget was so low even the actors were collecting the leaves yeah. in between like doing things like that yeah yeah so she has a lot of books in her hand yeah. and no backpack like did they not do that in the 70s that she's like carrying she probably like, she should have had a leather strap <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, for like, those mm-hmm. cartoons yeah right or the three stooges <laughs> yeah so she uh, has to drop the keys off the myers house yeah um when were people going to come by to look at the Myers house? Oh, that see. afternoon, he was really adamant about her, her dropping those off and not forgetting about those it. Those people must have gone over there before Michael then, right? No, because he was there in the morning when she yeah. dropped the key off. Yeah. Wonder what happened to those people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other movie. Yeah. <laughs> They I don't think they. To... I don't think they bought the house. If they no, no, they stopped on the way. They had a nice big dinner. Yeah, and they ended that up buying the restaurant. <laughs> she like... did throw an envelope with keys into the house, though, which was kind of. I weird. thought she put it under the mat. Yeah, did she? Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, I'm thinking of the remake. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> They're gonna be like, and yeah, then the girl from Halloween Four takes her clothes off. Like, <laughs> what is happening in this movie? That's the remake. So, yeah, and I remember, like, it's like, oh, there's all the rumors about this. I remember when I was a kid, too, like, there was, like, a little wooded area in Allsip, and there were all these rumors that were, like, crazy, that, like, there's dead bodies in there. Yeah. Like, it's like, none of it was true. Yeah. This reminded me of that, made me think of it. Yeah, we see, after Lori drops the key off, it turns out Michael is in the old house. Connie, you said never to go out there. And there's, that's the start of the awesome music cues whenever mm-hmm. Michael pops into frame. Yes. Which are, like, very over the top, but super effective. Yeah. I, like, love them every time. It's like the the spine-raising feeling you get when, you know, something really terrible yeah. happens. It's that sound, like, encapsulated. And they're all, like, different ones, too. And feeling. they're all effective. Like, they yeah. all work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, it's just, like, those... The sound in this movie is just amazing, but um, like because we always talk about the iconic like Halloween score, but the rest of the score is so good too. Everything is good. So mm-hmm. um, except we are then treated to some ugly ass uh, ultra modern architecture of the period where they've got that like it was always like a like it was very metal looking outside the buildings, and they would have like a panel of metal that was like painted like yes. red or orange. It's very ugly. And very California, actually. Mm-hmm. No, they had it over here, too. I like, guess it was, so. It was, like, ultra-modern at the time. Yeah, no, The idea right. was that you wanted to show buildings for, like, what they were actually made of. Yeah. And not, like, like, now where they use concrete and they make it look like stone and right. stuff. It was like, no, th- this is... That ugly metal that you would usually hide. Yeah. Yeah. His building's made of metal. I like this moment, too, though, when Michael's... That's when he first starts watching Laurie. Like, we literally see him watching her from over his shoulder as she walks away, which is what he does the rest of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's just tension building from here, yes. you know? Yeah, and how she's singing that, you know, I very 70s. Had you yeah. All alone. Which I always think of, like, the Burger no, King commercials. Dude, it, it was a 70s song. It should have been about, like, a witchy woman. <laughs> Wouldn't so, that be funny if she no, was, but like, it was, it was a good song to pick because yeah. sure. that's all he wanted. Yeah. And, the, a witchy woman? 
No, I can't. <laughs> I'm just joking around. <laughs> All no, right. but I'm what, clouded, guys. Wait, 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 wait. So right. Michael Myers isn't referred to as Michael Myers. He's the shape. He's the shape. Like he's even in the credits regarded as the shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really come out until, like, well, none of the the teenagers know until later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I mean, the only one who notices him at all is Laurie. And like, I think it was John Carpenter said in the commentary, Laurie is a watcher too. Like, her and Michael are kind of connected in this way. Mm-hmm. Like she's an observant right. person. And they, they retcon in the second movie that their brother she ends up being, Yeah, which ruins it. Which it. is really yeah. stupid. Yeah. But, um, like, <laughs> when they're in... Well, I won't jump ahead to it yet, but... Yeah. Um, the next scene is Dr. Loomis talking to the head of that psychiatric ward. And he's, again, awesomely unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. about Michael Myers, like... And their their shitty roadblock. Was this mm-hmm. at the payphone by the No, train? this is in person. This and he's person. Walk, okay. it's a walk and talk. With oh, the, where he's getting in the yeah. car and the car yeah. makes it and, weird. It, and they're like, why you didn't know, she warn buzzing sound? Yeah. He's like, why didn't you tell anyone? He's like, I told everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nobody was like, no one listens because I think he's all kooky. <laughs> then he says <laughs> then he says that someone around there probably gave him driving money. Yeah. <laughs> so like he doesn't even know how to drive. And he's like, Well, he figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we see Laurie in the classroom. I also noticed the classroom is carpeted, which I've never That's seen. That's crazy. As far as I know. It's like a burnt orange carpeting. And this is where Laurie notices Michael. And like mm-hmm. where we were talking about, she's like a watcher like him. He's watching her. This That's a very creepy scene from outside the car, mm-hmm. outside the classroom window. And he's far away enough. You can't really tell he's wearing a mask, but you can tell mm-hmm. something's wrong with his face. And the teacher is talking about destiny... As being something that everyone will have to deal with. It's definitely like a foreshadowing kind of scene. Yeah, because she says fate is like this unmovable... That bugs me so much. The whole quote is so fucked up. Because the fact is like... It's something like fate is unmovable like a mountain. And then she goes back and says that it's like a humanistic character. And it it just bugs the shit. It's because I've watched it so many fucking times. (laughs) But... Yeah, that the yeah, idea that so, like, it's definitely a foreshadowing. Yeah, right. that it's this unmovable force that it. you yeah, cannot I, escape. I'm you not know? a fatalist either, so it bothers me like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm very not a fatalist at all. So yeah, then uh, so we go outside and uh, it's uh, it's a very open air kind of school, which you see a lot in the Midwest. Well, we see the kids running out of the school <laughs> in their costumes. Okay, out of the for grade those school. of you, anyone who's listening who's not living in the Midwest, it's fucking cold. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and people shit. are not going to be running outside. Yeah, um, they can help it. I love, I love the scenes of the trick or treaters and the kids at school. Well, they, they start teasing Tommy that the boogeyman's going to get. Yeah. Him. And, and he's carrying this, like, well-oversized pumpkin for his size. <laughs> Why did he have the pumpkin at school? I, it sounded like... It, I, <laughs> I mean, always assumed maybe that he, he wanted it or something. Context. I always assumed he wanted it, yeah. Like, he knew some trivia didn't about... Didn't he walk to school with the pumpkin in the morning, though? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. no, so he for, must have won it. You're yeah, right. he, he answered some trivia about, like, the greatest American hero or welcome back Cotter tie you to our yeah. theory podcast. <laughs> and then, you know... You know, he guessed how many candy corn were in the jars. <laughs> yeah, dude. Perhaps. Tommy does seem like he'd be good at math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that little bull yeah. haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get candy. We oh, go yeah. trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And then you hear, also, it's like, it was kind of cool, because like, I was trying to watch it with a more critical eye. I noticed that the, the um, girls at the high school were saying the Haddonfield fight song. I like, I just never noticed that before. Yeah. It's like kind of a neat... Oh, when we get back to the high school. When we get back to the, the high school. Yeah. yeah. I really like... When 
Michael grabs one of the bullies, though. Yeah. Get another, like, loud music cue. Yeah. And uh, watches Tommy walking home again. He's yeah. like, all we've seen him do so far is following these characters, yeah. you know. But it's so unsettling. There's a uh, video game based on the movie. Yeah. It's released for the Atari 2600. And it's one of the first, like, super violent video games where you're Laurie Strode. And if Michael Myers gets you, he cuts your head off. And, like, <laughs> Which is, like, up. kind of fucked up because this movie is, like, so nonviolent. Right. Well, I mean, well, it is violent, but it's not... It, there's also, well, you we can also, yeah. it's really not a bloody, also, there's no blood there's, in the movie. Yeah, there's, very there's little. very little. Also, in the, if Michael Myers got the kid, he would kill the kid at the game, too. Really? Yeah, he'd kill Tommy, and it had a red cartridge, not a black cartridge like most Atari games. Yeah. So, just fun little trivia. That's cool. I'm bringing into it. Um, we also see that um, Michael killed a mechanic who had a cool mustache. Oh, super cool mustache. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. corn mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best part about that scene, though, is that when Donald Pleasance, Sammy Dexter Loomis, is at the payphone, which they just, like, kind of carried to this location. Yeah, they just kind oh, of, like, they brought, Yeah, they yeah, just kind of brought like, it there. That's not surprising, because it's, like, in the middle of, like... The middle Tall of Tall grasses yeah. in, uh, like, in between two roads, yeah. But the best part is when they were filming, a train goes by, and it wasn't meant to go by. Oh, yeah. And it really, like, adds to the scene because the train is it. going by, and then they, sh- like, hit the shot where the mechanic is, like, mm-hmm. laying there dead with, like, maybe a drop of blood on Yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which gave uh, Michael his signature look, mm-hmm. the jumpsuit. Yeah. Yes. Perhaps it's not blood, perhaps it's poison. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, so the girls are walking home from high school. Um, find out Annie's boyfriend Paul it will be—he's going out to egg houses and soap windows. Yeah. which I thought most people stopped doing when they started having sex. Like, yeah, it's like I don't have time. <laughs> well, for this and shit. Annie's like down, so yeah, it's like, dude, yo, around. she is, yeah, she's down. she's she's, she's DTF, uh, and he's like, oh, I gotta go out and like throw throw rocks. Yeah, I'll hit that pussy like, later. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, dude. You, that, that's well, the best part is the voice of Paul, her boyfriend, is oh, John that, Carpenter. Oh, that is? Yeah, that's his voice. Like, oh, I didn't know come that. pick me up. Like, that's him. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. it be funny, though, if the voice was like the parents on Charlie Brown? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, so they're walking home from school. And Michael Myers is stalking them. Well, it's. Um, and it kind of gives you the full essence of being a female in your teenage years walking home just yeah. like the bullshit that you talk about and how you know the smallest things ruin your life and it's crazy how the dialogue is sort of benign but not boring Deborah Hill really focused on the fe- and the teenage females in this she movie did an to awesome make sure job. that the that the dialogue was something that was like true to like the American female teenager. I think people would describe it as cheesy now, but I don't think it is. Like, like I think PJ Souls, who plays Linda, totally. says totally about uh, I think eleven times. Yeah, but like you know, every time I say it, I think about. Yeah. But like, but every teenage girl uses that. Phrase. Yeah, like through mm-hmm. the decades. If you listen to teenage girls talk now, you would not think that this sounded so. Like, yeah, it's a over the teenage top. girls yeah. are obnoxious, and this is. They're all like, oh, Snapchat. But it's also like, it's not treating it. It's not. It's not dumbing it down. No, it's not. It's not patronizing. Right. Linda's like, I'm working on my PhD. I'm I'm, I'm joking. Well, I love. But like the conversations that they had are conversations that I had with my friends in high school. Yeah. Which is like super. The fact that like I went to high school 
decades later, yeah, and it was the I same totally fucking agree. conversation. Where if you watch the Halloween remake, the dialogue is so over the top and bad. And it's it's Valley Girl. It's like they're they're just yeah. like. It's like Where Frank Zappa wrote a fucking also, I mean, yeah. this scene's important, too, because, like, with Michael Myers stalling them, it's something that's been copied a number of times, like, that kind of thing, with, like, the killer. Yeah. I mean, it's been done before this, too, but it's, like, kind of, this is, like, sort of the iconic word, the one that's, like, easy to copy, you know? Because, well, like, they use, they, we talked about it, the Scream one, like, they do kind of the same thing in Scream, but it's, like, ridiculous. The scary daytime scenes, but it's, it's, like, it doesn't uh, work. Because it's, like, well, that guy's dressed like the killer, and it's, like, he's wearing a black cloak in the grocery store. Right. I wish someone would say something. Well, there's yeah. a great, um, there's a AV Club article on this scene, where they do scenic routes, like they break down a scene in a movie. And um, they talk about how the camera doesn't follow the girls, but we know that they're being stalked. It mostly lets them walk into the camera. Yes. Yeah. Except for there's one moment where the camera's following them. And right when it starts following them, Lori turns around and says, shit, because she forgot her chemistry book. And it's almost like she knew she was being followed. And that's when the car pulls up, too. So it's a good it's a good breakdown of the scene. And it's why mm-hmm. it works, you know, because it's not so overt again. But we yeah. we're very aware of he's out there and he's watching them. And, you know, definitely. So it's pretty cool. So around here, isn't that Devon Graham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's cute. <laughs> I always forget all my books. My math book, my science book. Wait, who needs books anyway? <laughs> books are stupid. <laughs> yeah, this car, Michael comes flying by. With a station wagon. And, and the station wagon. And Annie says, hey, jerk, speed kills. And uh, he slams on the brakes and sits there for a second. And they all kind of look slightly apprehensive. Like, yeah. oh, shit, like, what's going to go down? Yeah. I remember that happening, though, like, when I was, like, a teenager... Well, like, especially usually, being like, teenage a little girls, too. Well, you no, know. but usually, like, when I was, like, a little younger, like, yeah. one time I remember we were uh, knocking garbage cans over when I was in junior high, like, a real cool thing to do, and we were knocking some garbage cans over, and, like, some teenagers who were, like, older, like, ran it over, and they fucking chased us through the neighborhood. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's like, that kind of thing happened. Then did you say, you know, Annie, someday you're going to get us all into deep trouble. <laughs> Lori sounds so dorky. She, when she dude, well, yeah, okay. She also, she delivers a line to herself here, too. She's like, well, kiddo, I thought you outgrew superstitions. Yeah. It's the funny thing to say to yourself. Yeah. And then we get to Lori's room. Well, we, let's not, yeah, well, let's not okay. go past. Well, we can go back to it, but we get to Lori's room. <laughs> she has a very dorky bedroom. She has a poster of James, James Enzer uh, yeah, on the was... wall. Just a globe, a sun hat, a raggedy Andal, <laughs> and a beautiful orange shag carpet. But She's I do want to say that quote she gave, I think that was like a like kind of like an ad lib thing. And yeah. John Carpenter really wasn't sure what it meant, but he was like, it fit. The... It does work. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, really she's a well. Melvin, dude. Yeah. She would say something like that. Well, she's that like unblossomed teenager. You know, yeah. she's coming mm-hmm. into herself, whereas her friends have already like kind of found themselves. And she says, right. guys think I'm too smart. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they don't think you're too smart. You just got to act more normal all the time. <laughs> um, and you can marry Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap. <laughs> oh, so she did in real life. Yeah, there's a part here where after they drop Linda off that Michael is watching from behind the bush. Again, Lori notices him, but Annie doesn't because the other girls just are more distracted than her. She's like, look behind the bush. And this is like another one of my favorite 
Annie line deliveries because she like goes to investigate. No one's there. Lori, dear. He wants to talk to you. He wants to take you out tonight. And teases Yeah, Lori. you scared another one away. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lori. <laughs> um, I feel like Annie is known as kind of an annoying character, but I think she's hilarious. I think she's my favorite. Because I love she's her. so sarcastic yeah. and so comfortable with herself. And she's like, yeah, she's such a smart ass. And all her line deliveries are golden. Like, really over the top and really funny. I think some of it's that she's like kind of the Rhoda of the group, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the two are married, she's the Rhoda. Yeah, and then Lori sees some kids trick-or-treating, which is another moment I like. Because it all just feels very, like, genuine, you mm-hmm. know? So then they're driving along and they decide... Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're, like, so, speeding ahead, okay. yeah. She's in her room and yeah. she just kind of, like, looks out her window... And she sees Michael, Michael Myers. Laundry. Yeah, just standing there waiting for the sheets to dry. Yeah. <laughs> and you do that thing where it's like a sheet hanging out of a clothesline, you like walk through it like Yes. Well, no, because like I was born in the 80s. So, no, <laughs> no my we grandma. done with clothes My Grammy used to hang her sheets, and yeah, we would always walk through them every yeah, time. It's cool. Because you looked very creepy if you did that. Yeah, it, was, it felt cool. Yeah. But then the phone rings, and like the whole point is that the phone is very like you know, big part of this whole movie because of the fact that, like, teenage girls love to fucking talk on the yes. phone. Yes. Love it. They're big on the phone. Not and so now, the phone is a huge Snapchat. part about it. <laughs> Tan's fingers on the pulse of the American youth. <laughs> if we were making a movie, you bet they'd be Snapchatting all the time. That's true. So she answers the phone, and no, you know, there's, like, a crunching sound, but, like, nothing <laughs> else is going on. She's getting all, like, you know, concerned because she just saw some creepy man out by her sheets. at her. Yeah. She thinks he may have run to a phone. Well, it turned out to be Annie, and she was just eating cereal or whatever and chewing, and maybe I assumed it was cereal. Yeah. But, um, so she's like, oh, you're, you know, you're so paranoid kind of thing. You know, just stating that, like, Why did you call her with a mouthful of food, Annie? (laughs) Well, I mean, I did so much talking on the phone as a teenager (laughs) that I did, like, I I showered with my phone and everything, so. And it pays off later because then Lori can't tell if she's being tricked later on mm-hmm. because she keeps embarrassing herself, like, mm-hmm. by being paranoid. And, and she even references it later as, like, I heard your famous chewing and now your favorite famous squealing. squealing. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, it kind of sets up for the later in the movie. Yeah. Then we, did you guys ever do that thing where you were in the bathroom and you had to pretend you weren't in the bathroom? Oh, the yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, I just, I, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I like, flushed the toilet right now? Oh, like, I didn't ever do that. Yeah, I, I know. I was like, no, I'm not, in the, there's no running water in the shower right now. <laughs> I always do the thing where, like, I'll answer the phone after I've been sleeping and lie that I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I know, but you're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. Why don't you want the person to know? But Dr. Sure. Loomis goes to the graveyard for some reason. Oh, yeah. He wants mm-hmm. to see the well, grave. They go, they go driving first. Yeah. And they spark a J. Oh, does oh, that, that happen first? first? Yeah, they, 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 they start driving okay. first. That's weird because they're like driving at like dusk. Yeah. That's weird. Okay, so Lori comes outside with this oversized pumpkin and she's dressed like, you know, a big square. Yeah. And yeah, oh, we definitely passed the cemetery scene. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's when, yeah, real quick, they find that Judith Meyer's grave was stolen. Yeah. But so, there's a great line from... So, um, Dr. Loomis is walking with, like, the 
gravekeeper. Yeah. And he's going, this guy is kind of like, you know, pudgy and just going on and on about this story about this family who gets murdered. Like Dr. Lewis axe. could care less about yeah, it. Yeah, couldn't give two shits. He's like more concerned, like, where the fuck is the grave? So then yeah. they find that the grave is, like, missing. The whole gravestone. And they're like, damn, kids. But, like, if you think about it, like, that's, like, a pretty hefty prank. Those things yeah. are, like, you know, like, 200 pounds. He's like, goddamn kids. They do anything for Halloween. It's just yeah. such a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, odd thing to say. Yeah. It's, it's not wrong. But. Yeah. But Dr. Loomis knows. He's cut through the yeah. shit and he yeah. knows what's up. He so knows. The driver around there. He so came home. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to a little blue oyster cult. Well, no. No, no, no. First, they listen to the Coupe de Ville's. <laughs> which is actually. John Carpenter and two of the people who played Michael played the shape in this movie, Nick Castle and Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh, it's a band. So they they was like their garage band. Oh. Yeah. So that was like their they just used one of their own songs for yeah. the initial part. Then they played Blue Oyster Cult as they light up the joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and John Carpenter apparently loves Blue Oyster Cult, so Yeah, dude. Can't go wrong with that. Why dude. not have a little Don't Fear the Reaper and Yeah, yeah. dude. And There's and the car is following them. We see yeah. Kind of subtly through the back yeah. window. But they're yeah. so absorbed with their own lives. They're talking about... They're talking about the dance yeah. and how Lori actually does want and to go to the dance. And probably, she knows who she wants to go with. They're probably out of their mind on drugs, too. Right. Because, you know, weed... <laughs> yeah, because the weed people. back then was so fun. <laughs> yeah. Smoke weed every day. It's like... It the, yeah. pretty much Well, she sees that... She sees as they're pulling up to, um, like, this convenience store... That her dad is outside. He's like a hardware right, store. Yeah. Annie stands My outside. dad! And like, put it out! Like, yeah, and Annie's like, put it out, stupid! He's like, like <laughs> Lori was the one who brought it, you know? <laughs> and it def- the car definitely still smelled like weed. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. playing around with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, hold on. It turns out someone stole from the hardware store, like, some knives and, like, a Halloween mask. Well, Annie's yeah. dad is Sheriff Brackett. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um... Sheriff Brackett was actually named after, like, the sci-fi novelist and screenwriter Lee Brackett, because it's Sheriff Lee Brackett. Um, so that was, like, one of the people that he, like, kind of paid oh, yeah, homage to and into naming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I like yeah. that. There's a lot of cool Easter eggs in this movie. Yeah. As the girls are leaving, that's when Dr. Loomis shows up to well, talk wait, to... Well, wait, first, Br- Sheriff Brackett also makes, like, a, kind of, like, a cheap, you know, jab at, like... Oh, it's kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, well, of course it's kids. They just stole some rope, a knife, and a Halloween mask. Like, who do you think it was? And, you know, they're kind of like, fuck you, Dad. Yeah. (laughs) They're probably like, yes, this reefer has impaired my judgment. (laughs) And he does look at them funny. So, you know, but he probably knew. He He was was like, like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's when uh, Dr. Loomis shows up and Michael drives right past him, which yeah. is not a like, yeah, great scene. He, like, he's like looking around, like, down the Pleasance is looking around all, like, concerned. And as the car is fucking driving right behind yeah. him, it's amazing. So the, which I just noticed. Well, like, yeah, recently. it's easy to miss that. It's that's so what I, easy that's to miss what's it. actually great about this movie is, like, you have to really watch it. Yeah. You know, like, I still find things, and I've seen this movie, like, 500 times. My first time watching this movie, I agree with that. Yeah, like, I was at it was at a party in high school at Lewis's house in his basement, and I'd seen parts of it on TV or so. I mean, like I'd never sat down and watched the movie, and because I wasn't paying attention, I was like, "Oh, that was stupid. Nothing happened." Something's always happening. You, you have to actually watch it. That, yeah. Of course, it's stupid if you're not paying attention. You're not seeing that Michael is stalking them throughout the entire movie. You know, 
when it's subtle, you wouldn't catch it otherwise, you yeah. know? So they're driving. Well, okay, so they pull away from Sheriff Brackett, and Lori's all pissy. She's got a pissy face on because she's just sure he could smell it. Yeah. And he probably did. But, like, no big deal because his daughter is was the one who had the fucking joint. Yeah. So. Lori's, Lori's a goody too. So they kind of like go into, out. like, that that Lori wants to go to the dance with a boy, which is apparently a new thing for her. Yeah. And so, like, of course, Annie in her sarcastic way is just mocking her and telling her, ben putting Tramer? her down. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I love this scene. Um, apparently, Deborah Hill directed it because they needed... A transitional scene to bring the movie from daytime. Yeah, it's one to of the later scenes, and it was it's actually filmed beautiful. early in the morning. Oh, yeah, okay. It was like five in the morning. They're driving around. It looks like this. golden hour. I always assumed it was really filmed at sunset because it seems like it is. That pretty much all that dialogue is improvised, I guess. Too so, and yeah. it's and it again feels very real. You know, like yes, they did like, a great as job. As a teenager, with it. I had conversations. Yeah, because by the time they get to the houses, then it's dark out. You know, it's now yeah. they've made it to nighttime you're in the car my it, michael's perspective here is he's watching them head to the two houses oh Continue. well we also forgot that linda was planning on coming over to um annie's place of babysitting to screw yes we forgot about that part because <laughs> as a teenager it is very hard to find a place to have sex sometimes so yeah. you just gotta kind of <laughs> like see who's doing what and then kind of you know so the plan was to go to the house Ask Lindsay to not say anything. No, no, no. Just kind of like Annie was going to distract Lindsay. Oh, and they, they were going to run up, sneak up to the parents' bedroom. Like the parents are going to be like, "Who just fucked in our room?" <laughs> Big wet spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smells like ass in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would, <laughs> like like they were going to make the bed and it wasn't going to smell. Yeah, like they just did like, it in there. Yeah. yeah. So they go to their prospective houses. Oh, yeah, that's the scene thing. where Dan, they go back to the Myers house. Oh, yes. Yeah, where Dr. Loomis and Sheriff Brackett mm-hmm. are at the Myers house. Discover a dog is dead in the house. And they say it's still warm. It's still warm, meaning that he just, and he's like, oh, he got hungry. Or maybe, maybe he cooked it. You think he cooked the dog? No, I don't think that. I was just saying. Like, like, you know, we, we, we can't rule anything like put out. put it on a spit. Yeah, like, maybe that dog's been dead for like a month. He's like, too many Lou, I was at the mental institution. Well, it's like, and Donald Pleasant's here. He gets scared and he immediately pulls his gun out. Yeah. <laughs> he gets startled and it's yeah. pretty great. Yeah, like a piece yeah. of like the, the gutter the comes yeah. into the house. Yeah, <laughs> and so they... He pulls his gun out, and to which the sheriff is appalled, <laughs> and he's like, "I have a license." <laughs> yeah. So no, the problem is that it isn't that you have a gun on you; it's that you pull it out all the time <laughs> yeah. when you hear a loud noise, and which ends tragically for Ben Tramer in the second movie. Yeah, <laughs> but Doctor Loomis. Goes into his, and that's speech. our first, this like is... second scene where the house is completely decrepit. Yes. Where the internal part of the house. Well, and this is too where up. they also establish like like the sheriff's like, hey, I should like maybe we should put an announcement on the TV and stuff. And Lewis is like, why not? No, yeah, no, well, they'll, they'll be seeing him in every corner. Right. They'll be seeing him in every. Didn't want to create a panic. In the house. But so, like, what if Doctor Lewis? That's the one thing I really can't reconcile in this movie. No, well, I'm gonna say like right. not that many people died this movie, so yeah. like maybe he was onto something. Maybe he was right. Yeah, yeah. like in one person had died like 15 years earlier. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But like, I just feel like if he feels he's so dangerous, 
why did he think that people shouldn't be aware? Like, and that's what mm-hmm. Sheriff Greg says. Probably because like, well, he was afraid you for letting off. him out. If this is the case, well, if I'm that sheriff, I'm fucking pissed that my daughter got murdered. <laughs> well, I don't. Th- and this was before she even he even realized it. I know, but like, because he doesn't even know it until the next movie, right? Yeah, he doesn't find out till Halloween. Too. Yeah, which sometimes I like to imagine this movie just exists in a vacuum where none of the sequels. I still okay. love the sequels. I mean, this is a much better movie. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. No, I'd you know, say not even, like, worth, if like... You don't, like... If you don't accept the rest as canon, you know... No, like, but I love this movie so much. I don't yeah, find all the bullshit. You like the, the extras, ones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now the girls are babysitting. Yeah, and so... Are they? Annie yeah. is, like, making popcorn and gets, like, oil or butter all over yeah. her, her, her chest. So, she's like, oh, fuck, and decides to, like, get naked in the um, kitchen. Or she's babysitting. Yes. Where's some uh, mustard-colored socks? <laughs> oh, yeah, knee-high socks, too. Yeah. Yeah, the best part. And she's, uh, like, on the phone. Of course, she's, again, on the phone with Lori. And she's like, oh, shit, like, I gotta call you back. And she's getting all naked. And, and you know, because Midwestern houses all keep their laundry rooms in a, you know, yeah. a fucking cottage outside again, the backyard. very California. Yeah. Touch. Yeah. She goes out there, and she gets locked in. Mm-hmm. And the shape is like out there. That's one of the creepiest parts of the movie. Is your he like because from the moment he's watching her strip down mm-hmm. in the kitchen? So there's like a German shepherd that at the house that she's babysitting at, and this dog hates her, and it keeps barking. Lindsay, and she's like, "Turn, what, get the dog to shut again. Yeah, getting on my nerves again." Well, so another great line delivery from so Annie. again. Her name at the time too, when she made this movie was Nancy Loomis. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So ties in with the whole. Thing. Yeah. Um, she she went to Northwestern. Oh, in, she did in Illinois. So That's she was cool. actually only in a few movies. She was in Halloween. She was in The Fog, and she was was she in The Fog? Yeah, yes. she was in The Fog. And then, she, yeah, she was. And then she was in Halloween 3, and then she kind of just did, never really did anything. Yeah. So it yeah. happens, you know. Yeah. People get To my dismay, to but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but also, actually, I just realized he kills two dogs in this He movie. kills two dogs this he movie. That was the first time I realized it was pretty recently, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, uh, so he they kills had, Lester. Um, but they, the, the, the German Shepherd, it actually jumps into his trainer's arms and then the film of where he's, like, dying is him, like, slowly going back to the ground, like, yeah. in slow motion. So his, like, feet go Yeah, down. which is actually, like, really good. It's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't um, like to see she's that. like, oh, no. he found a girlfriend or yeah. find a hot date, <laughs> you know, like, no worries. Also, uh, Tommy is watching uh, The Thing. Tommy Doyle? Yeah. yeah. No, no, Lindsay Wallace's. Okay. Well, sure. <laughs> But yeah, but he later does that movie, John Carpenter. It was actually John Carpenter's copy of the thing on John Carpenter's television, too, in the house. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Lizzie Wells actually is in one of the Real Housewives, too. You're trashy and you're classless. Really? Yeah, she ended up being one of the Real Housewives. That's hilarious because I was watching, like, a special on Halloween where some of the people were talking about, like, the experience of making the movie. I want to say it was Beverly Hills or something. And it was, like, from 1999, I think. And I saw footage of her and she had, like, collagen-injected lips. And I thought, wow, she looks like a Real Housewife. So, <laughs> yeah, like, she that's was, crazy yeah. that she yeah, really was. Yeah, Okay, so she's trapped in the laundry room. Yes. Her foot gets caught. She's in these, like, really dumb clogs. Because they were popular <laughs> in the 
late 70s and she's like yelling for Lindsay, but like kind of like Lindsay, like that re- like she's not really like into it you like, know? She's she, not, like she's not frantic yet you know she locked herself in there and there's all these scenes where you can see him watching her through the windows yeah of the laundry room. and then she traps her ass yeah she, and she's stuck in the window and a shelving unit yeah <laughs> well then paul calls who is john carpenter's voice and Lindsay comes out and realizes that she's trapped in the, you know, very strange Midwestern outhouse <laughs> for laundry and saves her. And Lindsay immediately sells her out to Paul. Yeah. She was stuck in the window. So Paul, Paul like was grounded because he soaked eggs in windows, but his parents went out. So he, he's ready to, he's down to fuck. Yeah. So he says like, Hey, pick me up. Cause he's fucking lazy. And as they're having this conversation, uh, the shape is watching through the back door. And every time like she passes him, with the phone, and she's talking about, like, well, let's stop talking about it and get down to yeah, doing Yeah, she it. Make, makes it out like he's the perv, and she's yeah. the perv. Like, she's total perv. <laughs> she's definitely a perv. She's very distracted talking to her boyfriend. Sure. And she's horned up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, she's able to, like... Do you like, think that made Michael Myers kill her? Like, he could, like, sense that she was horny? Oh, definitely. Mm. Oh, no. He hates horniness. <laughs> <laughs> So Annie had talked to Ben Tramer and told I just talked with Ben Tramer and he got real excited when I told him how attracted you were to him. And said she'd think about talking to him and like trying to like make it less embarrassing if yeah. she watched Lindsay. But she shouldn't have, like dude, she should just go to dance with him. I mean, she said, like she said, she's like, you're not going to do it. So I did it for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, he is really interested in you. Yeah. And Lori's and like, Lori's oh, no. oh god, <laughs> yeah, can't deal. I know what that's like. <laughs> well, you just you, you put yourself out there. You're not used to it. It's yeah. like, very frightening. Poor Lori. Mm-hmm. So of course the kids are taken with Lori because she's just like, yeah babysitting. Yeah, um, yeah. Annie, she's like so excited to go see Paul. As she's like walking in and out of the house, she and noticed fluffing her hair. Yeah, she's like fluffing her hair in the window. When she first goes out to the car. She doesn't notice that it's locked. When she comes back to get, like, after she gets the keys, the doors are um, unlocked when she hops into the car. Like, she, it, but she, like, doesn't notice that she just, like, gets in the car, you know, sure. even though she had to go back to get the keys. When um, Annie gets in the car, she notices that the windows are fogged up, which is kind of like they were saying in the commentary, like, like a reference to like the idea of like you going to a drive-in, you're making out. The windows are fogged up, like it's kind of a sexual situation, but he's in there to kill her. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's like getting flipped. And he starts strangling her. And he smartly honks the horn. <laughs> to try to yeah. get someone's attention. But to know about it. Like, but you think about it too. Like, yeah, if I heard someone hogging their head, I'd be like, oh, God, shut up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Shut up. The, the death scene is kind of exaggerated. Like, it's a little <laughs> over the top. I'm, it's I, good. I, I like this one. I really like he it. He ends up stabbing her, doesn't perhaps he? It'll, perhaps it'll come into play later. It may. It just may. Yeah. Um. So Tommy scares Lindsay. Uh, he hides behind yeah. the curtains. Oh, yeah. Which was like really funny. She's like, where are 
He's like clearly behind the curtain. You dummy. <laughs> like, like, this oh. movie is like pretty feminist mostly, but like Lindsay, kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, well, she became a real housewife. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Tommy also complains that the boogeyman is outside. Dr. Lewis is at the Myers house. Just hanging out. Just hanging out, like in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. kids come up to like you know, the same bullies that picked on Tommy Doyle. Yeah, they like dare each other, like ring the doorbell or whatever. Which, like, that's pretty accurate too for like being a kid and like you know, yeah, that, that kind of trying thing. to man up and do mm-hmm. scary things. Definitely. And he's like, Hey, hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. He was like so proud of himself too. Like I don't I feel like it was more Dude, than just the scene. Until the sheriff walked up, yeah. then he looked very ashamed. Yeah, well this like, was like the first scary children. Well, this is like the first like fun he's had probably in like, <laughs> like thirty years. Yeah. Other than getting hammered every night. Like, <laughs> which I think informs his character. Yeah, he says uh Death. Yeah, dude. And I think the sheriff in turn says, well, damn you for letting him out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, so that that's when we go to uh, Linda and her boyfriend, correct? Oh, this is one of my favorite parts of dialogue here, too. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. A weird overlooked joke here <laughs> where uh, Bob says, here's the plan. Like, and Linda's saying, like, yeah, like you were talking about earlier, like, yeah, we'll, we'll distract, we'll have, you know, Annie distract Lindsay. They expect they're going to get in there and Annie and Lindsay are going to be there. And then Bob says, okay. Okay, first I rip your clothes off. So don't rip my blouse, it's expensive, idiot. Then you rip my clothes off, then we rip Lindsay's clothes off. Yeah, I think I got it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> definitely that, that joke wouldn't definitely fly now. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> and she's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> They're drinking beers in the van. Like, yeah. they're having a pretty they, they open the door out. and, like, all these cans yeah. come out. Like, yeah. you can hear them rolling out. Yeah. yeah. I remember, uh, like, there was, like, I can't remember. It was some after-school activity or something in high school. And this girl's dad picked this up. And, like, his van was just full of beer cans. And she was, like, really embarrassed. And he was, like, hammered. Like, so then, uh, like, they go to the house. Lori calls the house. And she tells them that she's, because she's looking for Annie. Lori's even wearing an apron at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Amelia fucking Bedelia. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, have a good time. And she, and she says, we definitely will. <laughs> she's talking about sex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Old, you know. And we know it, they did because it was a great sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, John Carpenter said that he, like, made sure they were under the blankets because he couldn't be in the room if they were, like, you know, <laughs> writhing all over each other. Because he, like, feels weird asking people, like, okay, you guys gotta, like, screw now. It's a hilarious sex scene. It's, like, they're just kind of, like, wiggling around. Exactly. Also, well, kind of reminiscent well, of the flag when yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and the one all right, guys. but I like the, the detail here that they're, like, he's, like, hey, okay, so, like, there's a pumpkin... With a candle in it on the nightstand, so like theoretically, if they get there, they're like, "Hey, we're, we're we've had lighting. a few beers. Let's uh, let's screw it." And then he's like, "Hold on, the perfect touch." <laughs> the perfect <laughs> it turns and, out Bob is a real romantic. Yeah, he like he like lights a pumpkin. He's like, "Now, now we can have sex." Well, this Bob was supposed to be Dennis Quaid, but he was too busy. Oh was, my god, he, he was PJ Soul. Can you imagine boyfriend at the time? Yes, and then yeah. later husband. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if oh, it they was, married? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. It'd be Not better if it was uh, Joey Ramone from like Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> hey, and it'd be like that cheerleader just has a really ugly boyfriend for some reason. Who's <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Um, Bob wasn't exactly a fox. I mean, he had those cool smoke lenses. He, he, <laughs> it, it like very much kind of like my dad around this time. Yeah. Just because it's whenever yeah. my parents are born, I see pictures because my dad like. Similar hair, similar, similar glasses. glasses. It's the glasses. My right. dad had a mustache though too. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad was built more like Joey Ramone. He was six five and like weighed like you know one hundred and fifty pounds yeah. or something. So yeah. And then Bob is like, he's like gonna go get a beer, you know. And then, yeah. And he hears well, something. she like dictates like you will give me beer. Go give me a beer. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I'm depleted. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes down She's to get been a beer. faking it really hard. <laughs> he goes down to get a beer and he gets stabbed by Michael Michael Myers. fucking lifts Bob above his head with one hand. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah and then he stabs him in the door, which the physics of it don't really They work. don't make any sense. And, but the sound is from... A watermelon. A watermelon, right? yeah. yeah. Which is, it, like, it kind of fits. Yeah. And then there's that very famous moment where Michael is like... Very contemplatively watching, cocking his head and looking at his handiwork, and yeah. he's probably wondering how that knife is holding you know, up. I've Bob's heard from people, yeah. Who, wow, this defies physics. <laughs> I've heard from people who are in bands. Like before, you can like really like look up lyrics to songs. If you didn't know the lyrics to a song, you just say watermelon. Yeah. And at some point, you kind of mumble it, and it just kind of sounds like most English words. Well, and if you're, it looks like you're singing along too, because uh-huh. of the syllables. So. Mm-hmm. 